Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we are talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from September the 15th, 1990. The doldrums of 90 continue, but we're here to cover it all along with the flips, dives, and shenanigans that you hear at the beginning of every episode on this show. Uh, before I throw it to Doc, I want to mention big special shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous support each and every month. And um, no new patrons this week, but I did want to mention a couple five-star reviews that we'll get to shortly. So uh, hold your horses on that. I'm going to throw it to Doc, ask how he's doing. Doc, hanging in there or what? Oh, hold on a second. You, you caught me before I was quite ready. I'm over here. Maybe maybe you can help me. I'm, I'm working on my homework, a math problem in Naturenomics. Um, what's one half of negative three million dollars <laughs> a half of negative three million yeah uh 1.5 million so is that what fifi the maid gets in the divorce settlement i mean i think you're making an assumption that rick had three million no i said negative three million negative three um so she would have to pay you're right um you're making an assumption that he had negative three uh here's the thing you're talking about divorce settlement I read something online last night. Again, you know, who knows if not any. I, I never trust anything I'm reading online these days. But that said, they actually weren't married. It was just like a ceremony, like for show. Like they actually didn't get married. Oh. Which seems odd, I guess. But I guess it's possible. Well, we're not going to respect the their privacy during these times. So. <laughs> we're not? That's your hero. <laughs> so. Um, uh, Harper says he's on, so you should probably dial him in. He's done with his crap, and quite literally, that's where he was, folks. He yeah, was he told taking us he a was, dump. Told us he was taking a dump. Let's add him in. See what he's doing. Let's bring in the the superstar. Okay, uh, it's ringing. Says he's on. There he is. Hey, here here comes the superstar now. What's up? What's up, man? Just nothing. Red lights already about? gone. Yeah, we're we're already recording and we're talking about uh relationship advice with uh the nature boy Ric Flair. It's it's how old is he now? Seventy three or something like that? I think he's seventy two, right? Right. He need, he needs a woman. Right. I mean, she stayed with him while he was like in Right, a like shitting in a bag and all. Well, Make that's a way to put it. Here's the thing, bro, because I remember 
what made me straighten up Uh-oh. was was yeah, when, hold on we got to let all the listeners get their pen and paper out so they can take <laughs> notes on this. Let, let, let him go. I, I know what he's going to say, Doc. Let him go. Let him get it all out. This, this, <laughs> go ahead, Hoffman. Was was when my dad was dying, and it was obvious, you know, the end was going to come sooner more than later. And my mom was like a fucking Marine by his side through all this shit. And that's when it hit me. You're going to die alone. Yeah. And that's when I realized I got to stop fucking with these trifling hoes (laughs) and find one good woman and try to build a permanent situation because they're not going to be there for you. And all these people that have these, well, you know, I got my friend, bitch. No, you don't. Because you know what's going to happen to your friend, Becky. She's going to find some fucking guy. And then she's going to get fucking married. New pussy doesn't like the hospital. No. And that's when I realized I got to settle the fuck down and, and, and get a woman because I'm bruh. It's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. So eventually all of us uh, get pinned. Uh, one, two, three. Right. Big Sooner or later, Go see Jesus. Uh, all of us are going to be. In some hospital bed with tubes in us and, and pissing in a bag and not knowing what fucking day it is. And and and, and if you don't have a, a, someone there, bro, I mean, shit. Well, don't you think don't you think the mortgage man would be there for Rick? Yeah, but that's not a wife. Oh. That's not a significant. OK, so let me ask you this. He's an in-law. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Is is Rick considering these variables in his life equation right now? No. In my personal opinion, I agree with Harper. Not a chance in hell. He's still styling and fucking profiling. He's drinking again. Well, he never stopped. He just started drinking beer, <laughs> and he he says he drinks. Uh, Eight ounces of water between each beer, and I started doing that Sunday watching the uh, <laughs> the fucking the, the fucking football games <laughs> because every beer I would get up and get some water. And my grandpa was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm doing what fucking Flair does." And then uh, eight ounces of water between each each fucking beer. She's like, oh, "Oh, that's a good idea." I was like, "I know." <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so I didn't, know, I didn't know Flair did that. I can I I can't tell you. I've heard many times over the years people would say, "Hey man, while you're drinking, you know, drink some water with it." You know, hydrate, right. man. Yeah, right. He said he he quit uh, day drinking and he only drinks like Michelob Ultra, and it's like after five or after four. Right, exactly. Day drinking gets you. I can't. I can't do none. I mean, be honest, I don't want to do none of that shit anymore. Doing shots and all that shit, bro. No. I just want to sit here, drink a couple beers, and watch the random college basketball game that's on ESPN2, you know, Colorado State versus fucking Nevada, and just be left alone. I feel him on that one, man. (laughs) I feel him, dude. See, I started I drinking you. during the day so that you can go to bed at a reasonable hour so that you don't feel all <laughs> shitty the next day. 
Oh, I, I mean, can do that. Fucking Eddie, bro. I, I could fall asleep fucking right now and wake up tomorrow. I just, I, I'm constantly fucking tired, ready to go to fucking bed, bro. So they're not married, is what you were saying, Mike? Well, according to according to what I read last night, again, I never know what to believe online anymore. I'm just re- I'm repeating what a dirt sheet said that they have they've been together, obviously, but when they had that ceremony that they had in 2017 or whatever year, they worked it was, everybody for gifts. Well, maybe, but they actually it was just like kind of like a ceremony for show, and they actually didn't quote unquote oh. get married. So I guess it's so like not really married. I, that's what I read, and again, it's like when, it brought, it's like when fucking Miss Elizabeth and and fucking Macho Man did the wedding, but they're fucking already married. But you didn't know that. Maybe he just figured that out. And he's like, wait a minute, I'm not really married to this bitch. Oh, come on, come on, Richard. Yeah, his no. name's not Richard. It was Richard when he was young. His name <laughs> is Rick. Rick. Yo. Uh, oh, yo, Doc. Go What's ahead, up? Harper. I saw, uh, remember Vinnie Paul from Pantera? Oh, yeah. His his house in Arlington just got put on sale uh, today. I need to go look that up and see how close it is to uh, where Mike it- is. It looks like a, you ought to see this house. It's like, who the fuck would build this thing? Mike, I'll come pick, when I figure out where it is, I'll come pick you up. We'll go take a look at it. How about that? Oh, can't it's got, wait. I don't even know who I the think, fuck we're talking about. I think it's, it was 3,700 square feet with, I think it was five bedrooms and four uh, bathrooms. And it looks like a house Vinnie Paul would, would have had fucking built. All right. I, I want to move in tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Do you remember the band Pantera, Mike? I know the name, but I don't know who the characters are in it. Oh, well, what there's is two, there's two brothers, and they're both dead, and they were from this this area that we live in. Right. And then there's a bass player that was from this area, and then the singer was from New Orleans, and his is back there now. Sounds um, riveting. I mean, Phil. Yeah. Well, Pantera was the biggest metal band for a good four or five years. Well, yeah, like I said, wrong. I know knew who, I know who they are. I just, you know, I mean, they had really... fucking number one albums and shit. Like back when I was a thing. Yeah, he, the Harper's being truthful here. So I got another question. Oh, can I clarify one thing about this Ric Flair uh, thing as well? Uh, so absolutely. As we record this, the first day of February, because you won't hear this for a week. Uh, both of them revealed they were never legally married, despite the post that was made recently. Uh, the couple had a wedding ceremony in September of 2018 on the rooftop of the Pearl Hotel in Rosemary Beach. It was just a ceremony. We were never married, said Rick. And then Barlow, Wendy, you know, Fifi the Maid, also confirmed to the publication uh, People magazine that Flair's wedding reception was never Flair's wedding the Florida wedding was never official and that no marriage certificate was ever applied for. So they just had a ceremony. They didn't even apply for the marriage certificate. Like I was thinking maybe they applied for it and never actually signed it, but no, they didn't even do that. They just went through the motions and 
Everybody assumed they were married. They were never really married, so technically they're not getting no. a divorce. They just split. They got themselves a whole shitload of envelopes from the from, from the, the guests and just said, fuck it. So they were just shooting blanks. Well, I don't know if Rick's ever really shooting blanks, but, uh, you know, it wasn't a real marriage. How much? That's... How many poots of jizz do you think he shot oh my in his God. life? Oh, Come God. He could what would it fill up? A dump truck. Oh, why would you even go there? Who? I don't You could probably show... Uh... Fill up a uh, a Chevy Avalanche. That is disgusting. That is <laughs> gross. Come on, Doc. I mean, uh, I guess if you really wanted to know that, you could Google what it what is the average fluid of a you know a you know what well, comes out. Ex uh, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Doc, continue. God, you bring up the worst stuff sometimes. Yeah. Uh. Well, All right. Um. so we have a Super Bowl set here. That's right. What y'all think mm-hmm. about that? I'm glad to see new fucking blood in. That's for damn sure. I mean... It's obvious who Harper and I were rooting for and who we will be rooting yeah. for. I mean, it's... I want to see Joe get uh, get his ring, bro. Hey, I'm I've told you I'm I'm rooting for him too. I don't Joe. want the Rams to get it, bro, because that game against the 49ers was basically a fucking road game for him. That's bullshit too. Yeah, well, Doc dude. and I were talking about that um, Sunday. We were texting, and <laughs> Doc. Say what you said in text about the silent count. If you got to run a silent count at home, at home in the championship game to go to the Super Bowl, you ought to just do the Von Eric thing. Yeah, I mean that's fucking bullshit. They don't have it a is. fan base, bro. And I, I get, I get that they were gone for you know a number of years. They they left L.A., which the Rams actually played in Anaheim. For younger people out there who don't know, I think they were like in a coliseum, huh? Well, well, not not. I'm talking. I forget when they moved to Anaheim, but they were in Anaheim for a while. Like they actually played. When I say in Anaheim, they were the Los Angeles Rams, but they played in Anaheim for many many years. And I'm talking during the. You know, I'm referring to the to the eighties. Jim Everett. Shit. Yeah, that was that was in uh, that was in Anaheim. Those those games were in Anaheim, like in a coliseum or something. Um, they did at one point, but that's what I'm saying. They moved to Anaheim. But I, just I don't care if you're. Play- I don't moved. care if you're playing in the Walmart parking lot, finding some girl taking a shit or a piss out there. If you're on your your grounds, you shouldn't have to run a, a, a silent count. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. What's your problem is L.A. is all Dodgers, Lakers, and uh, USC Trojans. And people move there, so it's a transplant city. Right. Okay. Here's the thing. I looked it up. I know it, gets, I know it gets bad out of Jerry World because I've been there to see it. But even then, I don't think that would happen in a championship. Now we ain't getting in a championship game, so there's that. But if we did, that wouldn't happen. 
Okay. No, that wouldn't happen anywhere. Here's the they were Hopper's right, and I, I knew they. I knew they. I mean, they they played in other stadiums before then, but they were in the L.A. Memorial Coliseum from '46 to '79, and then again from 2016 to 19, while the new stadium was being built. But from '80 to '94, this is what I was talking about, Hopper. They were at Anaheim Stadium, so they played in Anaheim for like a decade and a half. Um, I, I don't even know what stadium that. Who? who that's who where. Put, I is think it still there. I don't know if it's still there, but that's where the uh, the Angels played at one point too. That's the that thing is I correct. hate. I hate about the Angels. It's like they're the California Angels, and it's the Anaheim. It's the right. Los Angeles Anaheim. Jesus Christ! But Just call I, yourself the California fucking Angels. So like, but the Rams. So they 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 play in Anaheim from eighty to ninety four. Then they move to St. Louis. They're in St. Louis for twenty years before they head back to L.A. I don't know, man. Like. I, I'm not saying they're not Rams fans out there, but there's not a ton. And it just goes to show you, I mean, God, that stadium is full of 49ers fans. And, Doc, you made a point about the Cowboy Stadium. I went to the 2010 Cowboy Saints game on Thanksgiving Day. Dude, that stadium had close to 100,000 people in it. I'd have to look it up, probably around 90 at the time. There was a good 35,000 Saints fans. But even then, it still wasn't, it wasn't like the Cowboys needed to use a damn silent count on offense. That's crazy. I assume it'll be all Cowboys fans because they get mm. the strong fan I went, base. Game, I went to a game a few years ago with, uh, they played the Vikings, and I'd say it was 30% Vikings. Damn. Yeah. yeah. It was annoying as all fuck, too. Yeah, but it was play pretty. The Steelers. Oh, the Steelers will travel, man. They'll, they'll oh, travel. yeah. I mean, there are certain fan bases that travel for their team. Green Bay, the Steelers. You know, you got you got you got those fans that travel for the team. But dude, I mean, come on, bro. But you know, get around. So let me ask one. you this, Mike, because you and I have not discussed this, but I think it's I think it's a discussion point worth having. You just went to the NFC championship and lost, and you're gonna trade your quarterback. That's smart. No. Who you talking about the the 49ers? Yeah. Jimmy G is schizophrenic, dude. Ah. He is, but he he wins games. Right. Eddie already took him to a Super Bowl, what was it, two or three years ago when when they lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, he did. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost. They blew a 10-point lead, I think, in a fourth What are you replacing here? They got some fucking rookie kid. You You better hope he's the shit. Well, when you draft him in the first round, bro, what are you gonna do? I mean... Think about that. They drafted him in the first round, man. I, I, dude, if I'm a 49er fan, and I know we got some of them out there, listen to us, Jason Ward. I mean, I hate your team. Armando. Armando. Yeah, I hate your team, and I hope they go 0-17 next year. But, man, I don't know if I'm trading a guy that does that so that a guy I don't know about can start. Look, I yeah, know there's going to be openings for QBs, but I don't want them as my QB. No. Jimmy G? I'll take him over fucking uh, Taysom Hill. Winston. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I'll take him over Taysom, but Taysom's not a quarterback. He's a f- jack of all trades, whatever. But I ain't. I'd rather just roll with Jameis for one reason. He knows oh, the offense already. No, no, yeah, no. You're not listening to me, Hopper. Coach you're giving me a damaged goods. You're giving me a choice between between two bad choices. You're giving me a choice between Jameis and Jimmy G. I didn't yeah, see no. Jimmy. 
I, I, I know Jameis can turn the ball over, but he was looking promising in seven games before he got hurt. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Seven games. This guy's been to the Super Bowl. And he's lost. And damn near went back. Yeah. He's the and reason he they're not porn. there right now. And he banks porn stars. Well, you know, That's I mean. True. For how fucking rough. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> fucking a porn star. It wasn't just that. He was whining and dining her. That's what the problem Yeah, and He bro. was whining in her and dining her and Frankenstein in her. <laughs> hey, I think we ought to pull the plug on that discussion because we have some five-star reviews to read. Okay, real quick, four to five-star review. Who you got in the Super Bowl? I'm not saying who you want to win. Who do you think wins? Those are two different things. I think the Rams win it because I think, I, think I think it's been booked. I think... Uncle Raj has already booked the, the final because he's got to go save his entire league in, in the court system from charges of racism. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Jesus Christ, I saw that too. Somebody right. take away the old man's cell phone. Don't let him text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with Doc. I think the Rams win, although, really? of course, I'm, I'm pulling for. I'm picking Joe Burrow. I'm I pulling for Joe. To do it. I mean, I want Joe to win. I want Jamar Chase to win, but... Uh, Bruh, they were down twenty-one-three. That was rough. They, 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 they did something I didn't think they could do. No, but and then, yeah, but, but, but what's so fucked up was that the Chiefs had the ball with five seconds left before halftime on like the six-yard line, and yep. if they would have kicked a fucking field goal, that would have been it. They were being cute, being too cute, mm-hmm. trying to get in that yeah, last play. I don't think the Bengals can beat the pencil. Oh. <laughs> Are you saying it's a book sport? <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Mike has decided that Uncle Raj is determined to manufacture a fan base out there in L.A. Oh, yeah. What better way to do it? Than a Super Bowl victory. There. I mean, think about Look, man, I ain't trying to say it's a work. But the Detroit Lions, now I know they got something in return, but they got the Rams got Matt Stafford and forked over golf. I, I just like I feel David Jordan's pain out there, and the Lions fans who listen to this show, like, can, well, can you imagine what that that just? Crazy. I like to kind of see him win too, so so. He can get a ring from all the shit that he had to eat in fucking Detroit. I do. But can but you I imagine when it would Javorsky? Can you imagine Javorsky in all those Browns fans who thought this was their turn, and the Bengals just hopped him in line and said, "See, <laughs> no, 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 we got a real quarterback." <laughs> all these, all these little shithead kids running around. 1500 miles away wearing fucking dog jerseys. Pal, fucking uh with the dog mask on. Now they got to go sell that shit for pennies on the dollar at the at the resale shop and try to get them some Joe Burrow jerseys. Can I read these five star reviews? Yes, please. Let's do that. Aaron C Miller, we missed you last week because it came in. We have a lag in the system. We've talked about this before. We got this right after we logged off, we're like, ah, oh, shit, we just got a five-star review. Well, we didn't forget about you. This came in 
um, a, a while back in January, but here we are. Which way is he looking is the title of this review. <laughs> That'll make sense here. <laughs> here in a minute. <laughs> um, I first heard of BTT on the Mid-South podcast. I enjoy listening to Mike Mills on that show. Well, that's what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> and wanted to find out more about Doc Turner and Hardbody Hopper. At first, mishearing Mike and come to find out that it's actually Harper. Yeah. That's that black accent that he has. Uh, can you read the damn review? <laughs> That's nice. Ate by your mamas. Anyway, whether it's reviewing the shenanigans in the Smokies or the ups and downs of the NWA, there is never a dull moment with these three. It's the only podcast that makes made me laugh out loud in the middle of a set on bench press when the guys described Robert Gibson's eyes as one looking at the camera and the other looking at the Taco Bell down the road. <laughs> Thank you for the great content on Apple and Patreon. <laughs> well, thank you, Aaron. I mean, I know you're out, you're you're seeking those gains down at the gym, and you're getting today is chest day because every day is chest day. Yeah, you lift more weights, you get more dates, right, Mike? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, sex weights and protein shakes. Seek gains. You know, I has anybody told the champ that he should work on his legs too? Uh, oh God, he's got those Johnny Bravo legs. Look up Johnny Bravo. He was a cartoon character from like the nineties. His legs aren't that skinny. I've seen. Oh, ones. he's a fucking. He's like a jacked up chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not as bad as I've heard before. <laughs> I've heard people call somebody like you know. You look like a big pigeon. You know, you see them pigeons <laughs> yeah, walking on a sidewalk, and they got the big old. <laughs> Big old upper body and breast, and and then they get bird leg. <laughs> You're like a big pigeon. All right, so well, we have another five star review here from a guy named Steak J. Classic wrestling discussion is just the beginning. I know it's cut off on yours. That's what it's yeah. Like. And so this came in at the end of January as well. So we we also thank you for that. Um, he says, or I'm assuming he, maybe Steak is a, is a girl. Um, I recently, so we got a new listener continuing to grow the show. That's important. I recently came across VTT when I was going through as many old NWA Saturday night TBS shows I could watch on Peacock. I heard something insane come out of Michael P.S. Hayes' mouth or more accurately, was censored off the broadcast. I looked online to see if anyone else had ever discussed this, and lo and behold, BGT devoted time to this incident on two <laughs> consecutive podcasts. Yeah, it's on brand, all right. Uh, <laughs> now, now, as I continue to make my way through the Peacock episodes, I follow every one by listening to the corresponding BTT episode. That's the way to do it, I would say. Eventually, I will get caught up, and the second I can afford to, 
I will become a Patreon subscriber. Just yell out a big woo and hit the subscribe button. That's right. He'll be an Uber driver. He's got to be talking about when Dog said, Now you see how it feels when somebody try to buy you. <laughs> and that's got to be, because what did Hayes say when Dog said that? So, oh God, I'm trying to remember because I remember talking about we don't buy no Toyota. That's right. Well, no, he yeah, he was turning down the 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 Japanese money. I'll leave yeah. it plain. And that's when done. Now you see how it feel when somebody try to buy you. Oh boy, yeah, that's on brand, Doc. Us talking about that. And I gotta tell you. As we start to segue into discussing this week's episode, Harper, no matter what you do, do not watch next week's episode. I went ahead. I have, I got a lot going on. So I went ahead and my time is kind of fucked up right now. So I went ahead and watched next week's episode last night. And I need you to see that with fresh eyes on the air. Oh. As it happens. No, Harper, it's actually a good thing what he's talking about. You gotta see it. It may be the craziest thing we will ever talk about on this show. Really? And we've talked about a shit ton of crazy things. Who's it involved? I will not say anything else. Yes, if you me need right. how do you keep an idiot in suspense? We'll see you next week. It's oh. not it's not hyperbole. Harper, when you look Doc was watching it. I had already seen it, obviously. And he said, like, one word to me, Jesus, you know, Ron Wright, <laughs> Jesus. And then he said who it was, and I go, yep. And I and I texted him back, I'm not saying nothing more until we cover it because I don't want to have that discussion now or or over the weekend. It so is all pretty I'm saying is, crazy. is, if, this is your, if this is your first episode and you're still listening, Make sure, and you're like, man, I don't know about these guys. You might want to try next week too. It's insane, and All we've right. seen a lot of insane shit. I mean, we've well, look, we didn't see dog. Now nah, you see how I feel. I mean, we didn't see that. We've seen cameramen <laughs> zoom in on Down syndrome people while talking about the R word at the announce desk. Genetic defect. I mean, we've seen. Genetic pretty, defects. We we've seen Ric Flair get canceled when he was uh creeping on uh Precious and he was then he made out with a mannequin and uh it, you know we've seen JJ Dillon Can I watch? Rick, can I be there? <laughs> champ, 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 we've known each other for twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Champ, can I ask you something? Rick, any uh, any anything, anything, JJ. Can I watch? Come on. <laughs> sure. That was the answer. He hid behind the curtain where his feet were. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Good stuff. Okay, Doc. How about we jump into September 15th? Well, we've been doing this for 30 minutes now, so I, I guarantee you tomorrow I'm going to hear from the the menace. I mean, we did. We had a good show, but that that intro is just too long. Because no. Mike doesn't want to give you people what you deserve. 
No, it was good. I, I, the intro was really good. It's always really good. Yeah, sometimes. Well, hey, you know what? When you're working, here's the thing. Comedians go on the road and work out a set. We don't do that. Every every show is improv. Fair enough. There's no script is what you're saying. No. Well, it's not football. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there we go. All right. So, again, we're talking September 15th of 1990. I didn't mention this because we didn't have any new patrons this week. But, hey, become a patron of ours, tinyurl.com slash BTT. You can get access to the last class we did, all the classes we've done, all 12 so far, along with the pay-per-views we've done, and much more, including the world-class shows available at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Appreciate it if you sign up. Again, um, so we jump into this episode can you see my screen, Doc? And is it moving? Can you see Sid? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to stab you with these scissors if you don't yeah. shut up. Yeah, we're in Europe, bitch. You can't hide behind the, the, the U.S. government. I got some metric scissors, and I'm going to cut you. Yeah. That's nice. So um, this was taped September the 3rd of 1990. We are at the Georgia Mountain Center, a reported 500 people in attendance at the georgia mountain center can so, you stop right there um sure <laughs> i don't like that shirt continuing to be put on young girls yeah that's kind of that that wouldn't happen now because that's you obvious wanna, you she's wanna, a young girl you want to drape that on some broad that's of age i got no problem with it but i'm afraid young tiffany there has not reached the age of consent even in georgia and look at where his hand is right there. And she's ecstatic. Well, yeah. how many girls under the age of consent do you know that make bad choices? Oh, come on. Um, yeah, at least he went to college. I'm going to move on from, uh, oh, I agree bruh. with Doc. Uh-oh. Well, go ahead. <laughs> How's that work? And I had my fucking my fucking Raycon earbuds in, right? And I was listening to fucking NXS's greatest hits. <laughs> Underrated, by the way. Yeah. And I farted in the store, and it was so loud I could hear it over the fucking uh, the earbuds. Was it a new sensation? No, oh, God, I had to walk away. For a good couple of minutes. Because you knew the smell would permeate the air. Oh, yeah. When I heard it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can... Hmm. Yeah. NXS was good. I've been yeah. there and done that. People forget how big they were, too. Yeah. Like 1988, 1989. Yeah. That, that singer, before he choked himself, why... Before he jerked himself off and choked himself at the same time. Well, he killed he, himself. Wait, he, what? Right. He could, he could take your girl if he wanted to. Hold on. Yeah. That, the lead singer killed himself? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. He was like, I think he was going through a bad divorce or fighting over child support or something. And, and he just, it's, yeah. Damn. The one I can't get over, and it still hurts me to this day, is Chris Cornell. Yeah, bro. We need Soundgarden in our lives. That's what we need. Damn. Yeah. I didn't know that dude killed himself. Who? 
I mean, I, I knew Cornell did because you. We, it happened when the show was. That made me so on. sad. It still makes me sad. They were. Soundgarden is my either my favorite band or tied with the Rolling Stones. So I mean, that's a big deal for me. That's why the people NXS, think you and Fritz are the same person because I think that was his favorite too. Well, he likes the the Washington football team. That's a problem. Soon to be Commanders. I'm hearing. Oh, okay. I the name. That's what's being reported, but you know who knows. You can't look, man. You can't trust these NFL dirt sheets these days, man. I mean, you only get half the story, right? You know, so everything. I've always said, bro, call them the Washington Warriors and bring back that old school logo with the spear and, and just take the feather off the spear. That's all you got to do. And it's over with. There's a certain school in the area down I live that. It's did, not that fucking high. That literally yeah. did the same thing. Yeah. We ain't building a rocket. All and right, we so ain't building a rocket. Let's go to the first match. We got the Steiner brothers. Doc was talking about them a second ago versus James Solomon and Jeff Stone. I don't know how to describe this Jeff Stone fella. Uh, he's on the screen right now. He's the one in Red Hopper, and uh, he's a yeah. funny looking dude. Looks uh, like a very, tow truck driver. There you go. That's a, that's a great way to describe him. So, Cornette, uh, we get a pitcher and pitcher promo from Cornette. He wants to know why he and the Midnight haven't gotten a rematch for those U.S. tag titles, and he's got a point. He's got and a real I had a note. He's got a real point. He's got a great point. And then, as Steiner, Scott Steiner gives uh, that stone guy a boot to the mouth, we get Thunderbolt Patterson back on commentary with Jim Ross, and out of respect for old Thunderbolt and the legend that he is, I have nothing more to say about his commentary. Who's our listener that likes him? I, I keep hearing, is it Bozard? Is it? Oh, it's Duck. It's Duck Bozard. Okay. It, it's a couple others, but Duck's the main one because, you know, Duck grew up in the Mid-Atlantic Territory. So, of course, you know, he's partial to, to Thunderbolt. But he so understands what I got to know like is, him. did Thunderbolt have a stroke between when he was good and now? No, it's the same. If you move, bro, it's <laughs> <laughs> there's promos from eight and nine years earlier that, yeah. that he says the exact same thing. If you move, oh, if you move, ooh, well, oh, can you tell us what happens if we move? We're waiting. Yeah, I mean, no. if you just have to lack a, if it's just that you're need to like a black guy. Listen right. to Iceman King Parsons cut a promo. Shit. Why you got to make it about race? This has nothing to do with that. Everything's about race. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, the Steiners are going to win rather quickly when Rick Steiner hits a belly-to-belly from the second rope on Stone. One, two, three. That's it. Well, he didn't tag him in, though, did he? No. I don't. Didn't Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it happened so quick. That's how it ought to be. Yeah, it was very quick. It was like a minute. <laughs> nice because, belly belly though. Because did he come in to like try to break the count and then fucking Rick just grabbed him and I think so. Airtight. Airtight, brother. Airtight. Everything was airtight. So then we go to a quick promo from Brian Pillman. Pillman says he won the first two gauntlet matches last night, uh, or the first gauntlet ma- gauntlet match last night that he had. And his second match is coming later where he's aiming for the full 15,000. So get used to this gauntlet thing. They do it over the three uh, nights on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. I guess that was their way of trying to get you to tune in to all three. Whatever. It's Pillman. It's not bad, but it's only like 20 seconds, so it doesn't really matter. 
I can't stand those promos. Hey, look, it's Joe. Yeah. Hopper, I wanted I, to ask you about this. Do you remember this Astro Light car battery? No. Me either. What store? Was it for like a certain store or? That shit looks like it has Mountain Dew in it instead of battery acid. <laughs> What's it called? Let's look um, it up. I'm trying to see. It doesn't say a store. It's Pringles. Fuck, I still love Pringles. Oh, yeah. Pringles are good. But, but it, I mean, look. I mean, I know, you know, if you're young, you don't realize this. Bro, Joe Montana was Tom Brady before there was a Tom Brady. Bro, he That's was un- my hero. Shut he up. is he is one of the few guys where, like, if I met him, like, I, 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 I don't know what I would do. And you liked him and you were a Saints fan. Yeah, I hate Joe. I hated him too, but I had to respect him. He was freaking phenomenal. You gotta respect him. You can't. You can't deny it. But fuck him. Is that fair to say he was Brady before there was a Brady? One hundred percent. Except he had a deal with a whole, but he had a deal with Lawrence Taylor. Just zero in on him and just. uh, Yes, I know this is controversial to say. I know this is controversial to say. I have more respect for the quarterbacks back then oh, than yeah. I do for any of the greats now. That includes Breeze, Brady, uh, you name them. Because Montana, I'm Phil Sims, fucking Dan Marino, they got teed off on mm-hmm. like every like, fucking like, play. Yes. Like they would. Dudes would hit them from four steps away and blast them. I mean, think about when Matt Montana got hurt. Well, when he, yeah. he got hit in the back by, um, oh, God, I, from the Giants. It was Lawrence and, Taylor, wasn't it? No, it wasn't I Taylor. It was Harry Car- I thought it was Harry Carson. I forget who hit him in the back in that game. But go watch that hit. He hits him in the back. And Montana or was it Pepper goes, Johnson? I feel like it was... um. Uh, his last name was Marshall, I think. George. No. Henry. Harvey. And he goes down, and it's you look at it and you go, oh, he's dead. You do that now, they put you in prison. I'm going to disagree with you. On what? I think today's you- athletes, I mean, you, you're facing faster, stronger opponents. And the other thing is, is that those quarterbacks back then had a running game to take a break. Whereas today, a lot of teams just say, fuck it to the run. Yeah, right. Nowadays, if you just touch the quarterback, it's 15 yards. You can't, dude, you can't. No, I don't care if they're passing 15 times. They're still getting lit up 10 of those times. Whereas today, you're not getting lit up at all. I don't know. The, no, that's not true. The other day, what was it? A few years ago, I saw Matt Moore die in a playoff game. Dude, in the last five years, it's gotten worse. Yeah, it's gotten exponentially worse when it comes to QB. So you, you want to see that? You want to see violence perpetrated against quarterbacks? I think there's a. I think there's a balance between what was happening back then and what happens now. You cannot touch these dudes now inadvertent contact gets a 15 yard penalty the dude when the when they were playing the what was it the first playoff game with brady the freaking dude yeah from philly is literally he hits him he hits him in the in the thigh area and he's trying to stop him from falling and the flag comes out what is That's this because shit? Of the reputation of philly as being complete dirtbags 
anyway, I'm not even, you're, you're, now you're just trolling. Hopper, what? Joe Montana was Brady before Brady. I, I don't know. I, I get why you loved yeah. him, but I couldn't as a Saints fan. I respected nah. the hell out of him. He was a phenomenal quarterback. Phenomenal. Yeah. One of the best to ever do it. I will stand by that because of the era he played in. Anyway. The battery right. company is still around. Is it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Astrolite. I recommend I recommend you never buy it. <laughs> I've never heard of that battery before and I bought a handful of yeah, batteries over either. the years. Right. So anyway, um I actually just got another battery this this weekend for my wife's car. Her battery died. We had to go get it replaced. I did you put it in or or someone else did? No. Well, they put it in only because it was still under warranty. How how old is the is the car? Uh the car is only five years old, but the battery we replaced less than two years ago. Bro, because and... I had I mean my car it's a two thousand sixteen. I popped the hood for something. And I was like I don't even know how to fucking touch this battery. Yeah, this one wasn't bad. Like, what the fuck? Nah, this one wasn't bad. It's sitting on top. It does have a bracket over it that you gotta take off. But yeah, fuck it, it all wasn't that bad. shit, man. It wasn't. It wasn't. It would be like, be like two screws you just take off, and old battery would fucking come out. Well, yeah. All you had to do was remove the 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 post, the yeah, the clamps. That's it. Not not now. Now now uh-uh. some uh, some cars they're in there sideways, bro. You can't do it on your right. own. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, it's almost like it's done. It's almost like it's done like that on purpose. Oh no, it's not. There's no almost. It is done on purpose. All right, we got to go to the wrestling wrap-up with Bob Cottle now and hear what he's got to say about a certain situation. Here it is. On sale now wherever you see the NWA in World Championship Wrestling. Recently, an altercation occurred as Gary Capetta was interviewing the former World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair. Well, an altercation occurred between Doom, the World Tag Team Champions, and the world former world champion, Nature Boy Ric Flair. We want to go back and show you what happened during that interview, and then we're going to hear from each side. We'll hear from Doom as well as from the Horsemen. But right now, let's look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're standing here this week talking with Ric Flair. Rick, could you tell me, with Sting and also the Dudes with Attitudes, what's your, what are your plans for the future? Well, my agenda's full right now, Gary. As for Sting, Ric Flair has been a world champion on six different occasions. Sting knows, the wrestling world knows. Hey, this is our locker room. How about doing your interviews? Your locker like room? Pal, this is my locker room when you were still a referee. You don't get in my face. You want to continue this? Let me tell you something, Flair. Now, look here. No, there is a problem, all right? And you seem to be the problem. I'll tell you one thing. We're not worried about the four horsemen. Anybody? It's three of us right here. Only one of you. Sting and Luger didn't worry about him either until they got to the hospital and they said you're what happened. You're, you're breathing off my shoulder pretty hard here. You got a problem with the All right, guys, look, we got to get back to the program. There's no problem with What are you doing with these people? Hey, muscle man, I don't sweat you or you. Let's get out of here. Let's get back to the program. I've got a message for you, Ric Flair, and I've got a message for you, Ron Allison, two of the four horsemen. Well, let me say something to everybody in professional wrestling right now. 
four horsemen means to me no horsemen. Now nobody is going to take the world tag team title from Soul Brother Butch Reed and Soul Brother Ron Simmons. And that especially means you, Ric Flair, because I know you're a desperate man in need of a championship belt because you feel naked. And you, Ron Anderson, you're a follower, not a leader. So four horsemen, three horsemen, whatever it takes, you're not going to win these belts. You stand alone. You're an island unto yourself. You're the world tag team champions. Only because he never thought about it. Well, I've been it, I've lived it, and I've thought about it, and I put the word in his head. We can be anything we want to be. We're the horse. Tag team wrestling has never been my forte in this sport. But being the best has always been my forte. You step by my toes, I go to the enforcer. He says, Doom, take your best shot. Woo! Fans, there it is, and that's what happened in the interview which occurred between Ric Flair and Doom. We'll keep you abreast of that. A very explosive and a very volatile situation. Hey, a match has definitely been signed for the World Heavyweight Tag Team Championship between those. We'll keep you abreast of that. Right now, let's go back to the ring. Okay, I mistakenly said Black Scorpion, but uh, this is a segment with the, you know, two of the horsemen and Doom. I like this. We ain't seen this before. This seems like it could be interesting. It's serious. It's not hokey. It's not childish. Uh, it's four bad dudes. Good to see Arn get some promo time. God damn it. For the first time in what feels like a long time. Doc, I'll throw to you. What do you think about this? The, the same. I mean, it was a little weird how they kind of, I feel like they kind of rushed into it at the beginning. Like, this is our locker room. Oh, okay, whatever. But, you know, I feel like it, they, they jump-started it a little quickly. But we haven't seen it. It's all legit dudes. It's weird seeing Gary Michael Capetta doing yeah, the interview, but... I met look. him at, at, at a WrestleCade. Did you get his autograph? He, well, he was selling... He had the original banners that were in the arena for, like, Halloween Havoc and Starcade and from that era from when he was there and he was, and he was trying to sell them. I forgot how much he was asking. I'm like, Oh no, sorry. Like he took the banners down from the building and, and just kept them. I put one across the front of my house. Yeah. Had my neighbor asked me what I, why I'm, I'm repping 92 Halloween havoc. <laughs> you could put a little, like in your window, like a blind. I was going to put it across the whole front of my house. <laughs> I figure it's got to be that big. At what yeah. point in this feud, Mike, do Arn and Rick say something that's borderline racist? racist? I ain't seen it in a while, so we'll have to stay tuned. But this but goes it, on. Is it, a, is it a win and not if? Yeah, well, there's some... Stuff that goes on with Flair and Teddy <laughs> that. Why do I feel yeah. like that shirt that Arn's wearing is like 1990 version Affliction? What's it say on it? I couldn't read it. I was going to ask you what you thought about it, Hopper, because I can't tell what. It's like about. a 1990s Kmart version Ed Hardy. It looks like something that my mom would have bought me from fucking TJ Maxx. And been when proud, I was like an eighth grade, been, yeah. And been proud that she got it for you. Yeah. She thought it was going to help you get some ass. Uh, yeah. 
look at look at those two right there in that shot that I just froze. <laughs> if, if you gonna tell me Orange in his thirties right here, I'm gonna call you a liar. <laughs> hey, I like what Rick said about not being a tag team specialist, but he'll do it. But being great is on his is on is it yeah. right up his alley. No, nah, it was good, man. It's uh, these are four good guys. Solid. And I don't like Rick being out of the world title picture, but you got to do something. No, oh, you got to do something. I think, you definitely got to do something. I think these fucking promos are too short. They are. I mean. <sighs> oh, we're. I need we're, Rick we're, to we're, say, we're, I need Rick to say don't wrap me up, fat boy. Yeah. So that was some of the best part of the studio. Mm-hmm. But this was good, though. I mean, look. It's new, it's fresh, you ain't seen this before. Uh, like Doc said, he doesn't like Flair being out the world title pitcher, but he's in the world tag title pitcher. And they're going to do some stuff with this feud that, to me, is some of the better stuff that we're going to see in the promotion during this time period. I know that's not hard to do when you don't have a lot of great stuff going on, but you got to take what you can what you can get sometimes. So we keep moving. And we go to Doom versus Pat Rose and Reno Riggins. I thought it was interesting because you get a bunch of, as Teddy dances, a bunch of peanut head. <laughs> They're still chanting peanut head months later. If you remember, they were chanting that in center stage. Well, peanut head is getting chants. So I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, hey, at least you've got a crowd that's into it. Uh, JR and Bob Cottle build up Flair and Arn uh, versus Doom and how that's a big matchup. And it really is when you think about the four guys. So, Good stuff. This is not a very long match. Doc, I'll go to you. You got any timestamps or anything you want to discuss here? No timestamps. Just I had it was a nice finisher from uh, Butch. So the finish is coming up right around here. You get a big shoulder tackle by Reed to Pat Rose. And then I think Doom ends up winning in like two minutes time. So, there you uh, go. You know, mm. Ron, Ron is unfuckwittable, as they say. I think it's coming up here. But Butch has been that good. Butch fin- Reed- that should have finished it with the power slam, but okay. It He's going to hit the hell out of him right here, I think. I love the flying shoulder tackle when he would do it. One, two, three. All right, Doc, any other thoughts? Nope. It was quick. Well, how about we go to uh, one of your favorite things going on in the promotion right now? <sighs> this bullshit. Let's go to Sting followed by the Black Scorpion. Here with the world's heavyweight champion Sting, we're going to see the most current statement from the Black Scorpion in a few moments. Ross, I know he, he say he's got a new a new statement. He's got a new one. Well, okay, he's got a new statement. I want to see that too. But most important, I I know you above all can get the very first tape, the original tape. I want to see that because there's <laughs> something about him, something about his voice, something that's kind of there's a little bit of click there. And I know you can come up with that first tape. And if I can just see it again, I think I can free this thing out. We'll get that before we go off the air. But right now, let's hear the current statement yeah. from the Black Scorpion. Sting, I'm making a little present for you. Everybody else wants to take something from you, but I want to give. In a while, I may even show you what it is. But first, I want to give you another clue. Los Angeles, 86. On the beach. Think about it. I hope, 
I hope, as I intend, that you're slowly losing your mind. One thing you must remember, while everybody, including the horsemen, are chasing you, there's a big difference. Sid wants your belt. I want your life. I can't unsee the little hitch that he does, that yeah. Oli does. I can't unsee it since you brought it up, Doc. Mm-hmm. It's glaring now. Glaring. Is this so bad that it undoes Oli's legacy? No. No. I don't know. No, no. Oli blame. by the way, Oli blames Heard for this. If you ever hear him, you know, he never takes accountability for anything. Oli right. blames her or Oli blames her for this. Sure. I mean I know he's I know he's the one doing it, but he blames her. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah it's uh, it's cringe. <laughs> it's never gonna get better. It's definitely cringe. Yeah. Hey, while we're watching the the Red Rooster here, cut another promo. Yeah, I did say Red Rooster. Um uh, I told y'all I had been like re-listening and watching that timeline WCW 1990 with Cornette. Man, Cornette said something on that as uh, Terry Taylor's taking on Death Row here. He said, talking about Mike Rotunda, he says he didn't know where Captain Mike got the gimmick from, but I've heard that it was his idea. Um, and he was off the booking committee at the time. But Cornette also was talking about Abdullah as a babyface. And if you remember the whole Captain Mike's crew and blah, blah, blah. I was shocked. Cornette says since it was a short run and since it was Abdullah giving Kevin Sullivan a taste of his own medicine, because if you remember, it was Kevin and Cactus and they called themselves a Sullivan Slaughterhouse, I remember. Cornette actually defended Abdullah with Norman going up against Cactus and Sullivan since it was a, since it was short. That's shocking. Where is, where is Norman? Um, He's still around. I don't think Trucker Norm's gone yet. He hasn't, He's not out of here. Good. Okay. All right. Anyway, I had to bring that up because I, I found that to be completely absurd that he would say, oh, nothing was wrong with that when it was really dumb. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that. Sure. Okay. It was stupid. Uh, Terry <laughs> Taylor battles death row. We did get a picture, picture promo from Taylor once again about his return to the NWA. And here we go with death row again. And, Yada, yada, yada. And I, I think Taylor was getting a little frustrated with Death Row because at one point, damn near the finish, he hit Death Row with a big lariat that looked pretty damn stiff. Just my take on it. Doc, did you have anything from this? We get the flying burrito from uh, Terry Taylor. I guess that's with the extra side of mayonnaise. Do you see There's that lariat, lariat right there? Yeah. Do you think he was pissed, Hopper? Because that's not a, you know hitting somebody yeah. with a lariat where you know they're gonna sell it he yeah well, well the problem is he 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 can't bump mm-hmm yeah you can tell taylor's like You're right you see how he bumps every bump is it's not flat it's just him falling then it's he's just him kicking getting... out of the yeah burrito. it's just him getting knocked down yeah taylor was frustrated with this guy and 
<laughs> Needless to say, we understand. I'm surprised we saw him again after the fucking Steiners. Oh. Well, the the Rotunda match that we, you and I reviewed on Patreon, Doc, was, I think, in September of this year. We need to show that to Hopper so Hopper can see Death Row get his ass beat. He was on a pay per view. No. no, it was a, oh. it was a, it was it a NWA main event or pro? One of those two. I don't know, but Rotunda got mad at him. Yeah, real I mad. Wonder at why? Him. No, I mean you know Hopper. He basically Rotunda got pissed at him and he went amateur wrestler. Basically, he yeah. just took him to the ground and like pretty much stretched him. And Death Row, as big as he is, you and I both know, you piss off an amateur wrestler, they might not have a knockout punch, but they get your ass on the ground, you're done unless you're unless you're skilled in MMA. Yeah. And the Rotunda took his ass to the ground, and he just grounded him, and it wasn't pretty. And you could tell he was pissed. Um, anyway, all right. Death Row? Jail. Yeah. Because he's jail. black. You said he's from jail, huh? Yeah. His name is Death Row. Where he's is from, Death Row? He's from <sighs> Angola. Yeah. Nice. All right. So we go from that. They Death show Row a replay. Death Row was not the label that pays me at that point. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, we, go to the, we go to a clip now from they show a replay of Stan Hansen. Uh, attacking Lex Luger at the last clash. If you want to hear our complete review of that, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, where Doc and I covered over 200 hours of great audio, calling it down the middle from all the matches in the clash. Uh, two hours? Did I say 200? Two hours. You said 200 hours. That's nice. Uh, yeah, you know, I never make a mistake like you, right, Doc? Whatever. Uh, and then we go to some promos from Stan Hansen, and that's followed by Lex Luger. It's pretty meat and potatoes, oh. except for the fact that Stan Hansen, and I'm going to pause it there, because look at the tobacco juice flowing down his mouth as he calls oh. Luger a crybaby, and he tells Luger to suck his thumb. It's pretty good. Doc, any thoughts on these promos? That's uh, with Stan Hansen? gross, man. <laughs> it's sick. I'm not down it's, with this. It's like uh, Hopper after he ate some ass, man. He's got the juice just flowing down uh, his skin. Look. I, I really Oh I the, 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 the tobacco just fucking fell out like a wet turd. Look at it. I smoked oh. for many years. And I Here comes the tobacco. Here it comes. <laughs> oh wow. He wants to take a whole fucking thing of red man and just puts it all in his mouth. Yeah. Good thing he was getting paid, because that had to be an expensive habit to keep up on TV. Fuck, I don't know, not bad. Fuck, you, you probably get a bag for like a dollar. Yeah, buck ninety nine. Red man, right? The cheap shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. So, um, Stan Hansen is followed by Luger, and like I said, Hansen calls Luger a crybaby and tells him to go suck his thumb. Luger's yelling and angry and says, "If you want a title shot, you got it, pal." And that's how it. Uh, that's how that promo ends. Doc, you got anything from this as we keep going? I thought Luger was decent there. I mean, it was post post clash, and he was worked up, and that's not always his strongest suit. But it, he did good there. He was. We then go to Brian Pillman versus Buddy Landell. Mm. Look at Buddy <laughs> Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> 
You saw the picture I sent you, Hopper, with the with, yeah, with the with his fucking marks a lot tattoo. Yeah, Skipo. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Pillman versus Landell. Pillman uh, pinned Horner in the first gauntlet match. He wrestled uh, Horner. This is the second leg of the gauntlet where he's taking on Buddy. Doc, any thoughts on this match? Uh, we do find out in this match that Dan Spivey has returned to the promotion, if you were concerned. Comes back for a short stint, I believe it is. He's not here for long. Yeah. I think for through um, Starcade. I don't mind the concept of this gauntlet, but I think it's a really good opportunity for them to show clips from the Horner match or the previous match to cross-promote their different programs. Mm. If that girl's old enough, and maybe even if she isn't, she's going to run the gauntlet later tonight. Oh, Pillman cross-promoted her. You can bet your ass on that. We can't That's really cross, see her, though. He cross-pollinated her. Don't right across the bridge of her nose. That's one hot dude. I can tell you right now, her kid got a wink. Oh, wait, hold on. If you go back to that, when they pan out... I think she is of age. There's a baby to the left of to the right of her. Look, that right don't there. Mean see anything. It? This is this is Georgia. That's, That's a baby. True. You see that baby? Yeah, she's holding the baby. Somebody's why holding a baby, baby next why, to her. Why does that baby have a raspy voice? I guarantee you that baby that night, if she's of age, Pillman winked at him through the crib. Yeah. Well he <laughs> This is your new daddy. Yahtzee. <laughs> Come on. Cool. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something, bro. You and Mike and freaking O, you got <laughs> on here a couple weeks ago, and you, a bunch of fallacies and falsehoods were preached about me, and I don't freaking appreciate it. And I, it, 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 let me tell you something, man. I need you to contact Mike and get me back on the pod so I can tell my side of things. Because him and O, the champ, he ain't the champ no more. Him and O were making fun of me, talking about me, and it was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Is that kind of what so, he was uh, telling you, Hopper, on the side? Yeah. So yeah. how would, what would he do to prepare a defense for being a complete jackass? Let me read the text. Tell Mills. Tell Mills, Mills I'm requesting. Mills. How disrespectful is that? Mills. Tell Mills I'm requesting to be on the podcast as a rebuttal to what I listened that's to like, this morning. Hey, that, <laughs> that's like, calling you, that's like calling you Toby. Oh. I need a rebuttal to what I listened to this morning with him and Captain Kangaroo <laughs> from down under. Piping off about me for half an hour. Not happy. Hopper says, what did Orange say? D-Man. His version of a bunch of stuff. As usual, Mills not telling him 100% either. What kind of shit is that? I deserve to have a rebuttal. Deserve. I listened to that shit like three times in a row. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah. He's deserved. He's I deserve. He's pissed. 
how when he goes to Subway and he's got to pay fucking eighteen dollars in Australian money for a Subway sandwich. Ah, <laughs> 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 huh. all right. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on Buddy versus Pilma here? I feel like I may need to meet the demon. Well, go ahead. No, I have that Boudreaux in a ponytail's extra sleazy. Very much. And yeah. we're at the finishing sequence, aren't we? Uh, just about, yeah. Yeah, I like this finishing sequence. I thought it was good. Actually, let me see. I think. Let me see. I went ahead a little bit. Is it before the drop kick that you wanted to? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's how the match ends. It's called the finishing sequence. Okay. Yeah, Pillman hits him with a drop kick. Yeah. And then Pillman's going to end up hitting Buddy with a crossbody off the top. But Budgerill rolls through, but then Pillman rolls through again and pins Buddy. So with Pillman winning tomorrow night, Pillman will wrestle Spivey for the $15,000 in the final of the gauntlet match. And there was that. Well, good for you. Any other thoughts, Doc? Is uh, not we still really. haven't gotten to the finish yet. You, you, you we, we went, to, we came too early on the finish part. I mean, where did they get fifteen thousand dollars? Here's the roll through. Double roll through. Hillman wins fifteen k. Now, if Spivey wins, Horner, Buddy, and Spivey each get five thousand. That's fucking stupid. I said that last week. I don't like the fact that you can lose and still get 5000 Yeah, fuck that. If you lose, it's over. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's like in those fucking little uh, contests they used to have for, like, the fucking Kool-Aid or the cereal where the first uh, the first winner gets a shopping spree at Toys R Us, and a second winner wins 500 bucks, and the third winner gets, you know, a fucking Optimus Prime toy or something. Fuck that. There's only one winner. Right. Harper, I forgot to tell you. When you sent that text for what the D-man said, (laughs) Doc, I hadn't seen it yet. Doc immediately messages me and says something like, do not let that clown (laughs) back on BTT or something. I don't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And I said, what? And then, and then I read the text, and I was like, oh, he's hot. This is good. This is real good. I'm trying. There's no money to be drawn here. I'm trying to protect the ears of our listeners so they don't need rape kits for their ears. Oh, come on. Y'all hear that, Docaholic fans? Y'all hero out there, all y'all ones who love some D-Man. Your other hero, the Doc, said no. You don't need it. Here's the thing. That guy came on a couple of times and blew his entire load. (laughs) He had his WrestleMania moment, and then it was followed by his Super Bowl moment, and he's done. He's like Ali Gante. Without the talent. That's an insult to Ellie Gante. <laughs> All right, well, as the show keeps moving, we get a replay of Sid and Sting at the Clash when Sid attacked Sting at the end of it. Uh, right after that, we go to 
Wendell Cooley and Allen Iron Eagle versus the State Patrol. We also got a Sid promo in there where he was talking about getting his hands on Sting at Halloween Havoc, so stay tuned. But Iron Eagle and Wendell Cooley. So we got the cowboy and the indigenous person. And an Indian guy that looks like what sort of illegal southern activity does the name Wendell Cooley make you think he's doing? He's probably like somebody from that show, uh, Ozark. Mm, that's a good one. Y'all watch that? Yeah, yeah I do. It's good. Probably, yeah, I, just I mean, I haven't started it. the new season, and you probably don't want to spoil things for folks. But I yeah, know, because I, think... I just started watching it, because uh, Tiff was like, you want to watch a new season? I was like, I haven't seen any of it. She's like, what? And yeah, we just finished, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we just finished season one. So, it's, it's he good. could be. He could be one of the the the, the uh, redneck uh, uncles that gets electrocuted. I feel like he's stripping cars and running black market car parts. Are he stealing? Uh, I, but he's got a storefront, mechanic shop. You need to go over to Wendell Cooley's place. He, he'll take care of you. <laughs> Wendell's a good guy. I mean, he's a little crazy, but I mean, he's a good guy. <laughs> that's what they always that say. sounds real. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how it sounds. Let me tell you, man, that guy Wendell, I mean, he's a good, he's crazy. Uh, he got a few screws loose, but he's a good guy. Good He'll old give boy. Give you the shirt off his back. Give you the shirt off his back. But he's a good dude. Got a I little mean, I, I craziness. I once saw him cut a man. From asshole to appetite, but he's a good guy. I mean, he shot a guy at noon central time on May 23rd, a couple years back, broad daylight, but he's a good dude. Just, you know, he's a little crazy. Well, gee, thanks. Uh, yeah. It sounds like I mean, somebody else. He's an usher at, at the at the Dothan Baptist, Second Baptist Church. So, I mean, <laughs> what can you say? He yeah, just you drinks know. a little bit too much during the day. <laughs> but anyway we got the uh cowboy and we got the indigenous so we know person. who iron eagle is correct everybody knows who that is god that, so, that movie was so horrible no in the <laughs> ring oh remember that movie yes uh, uh, luke gossett yeah god, luke gossett so shitty and they made more they made more than one, Harper. Bro, they made like four or five. It That's what I'm saying. Like, so this kid just steals a fucking F-15 off a of fucking Air Force base, has no experience flying a plane except in assimilation. Then he goes to some uh, made-up Middle Eastern country and goes to air-to-air combat with, with fucking real pilots, lands the plane <laughs> on some... F- foreign air base and his dad just jumps in the back seat and like okay let's go home how are you gonna explain that shit yeah, you the don't. 80s were a weird time dude god so who is iron eagle i don't remember his name but he was he was That's around a, like in 90 like the later 90s in wcw joe a, gomez it's yeah but i'm saying was he joe gomez at that time doc yeah He's the okay. big partier that everybody loves. 
Gotcha. Okay. He's the he's the bass player for Confederate Railroad. Remember them, Mike? No. <laughs> I well, saw here he's barmaid. He's Shut facing off against the state patrol. So we got the cops beating on the cowboys and the indigenous people. Uh, so we're going to be factually accurate. Um, yeah. And a they white should, trash guy. They should, the state patrol should win with their finisher, the blanket. I'm not even going there with you, man. Oh, so we're going to see the one here. Hey, I saw, I saw a, uh, a tweet this week. We got okay. a new listener out there. His name was Jose what? something. Okay. He said he liked us because we don't talk. All the other wrestling back podcasts talk about Rona and politics. Yeah, I mean, you know, people get in. I mean, people get tired of hearing all that shit, man. For real, dude. I mean, it's like it it it, it invades so, everyday so- life nonstop. There's so many other outlets for that. It's, yeah. It, bump stock, bump stock, bump stock. <laughs> look, bro, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you, man. I'm not sitting there and telling you, like, my whole philosophy on when I say politics free zone, I'm not saying ignore it. I'm saying that we're going to take you away from it for an hour and a half, two hours a week. Like, you ain't got to worry about that here. So you're saying I we don't... can't eat, we can't eat ass and be political. No. I mean, you can be political all you want. Just do it elsewhere. Oh. Like, I think people don't understand that. It's like, look, man, nobody's saying, nobody's saying not. That was not a good super kick, by the way. No, not at all. But no, Harper, they, the State Patrol does not win. They uh, do the job. Sting is cutting a promo here, and um, Sting says, I'll what, throw the what, title up. Tim Horner prior. No, I, I, I rewound it. I rewound it. Oh. Yeah, this is for Sting cuts like a 15-second promo. He tells... uh. He tells uh, Sid he'll throw up the title at Halloween Havoc and yeah. let's do it, yada, yada, yada. And I then, hate these 30-second promos. Oh, it was 15, Hopper. Let me yeah, correct dude, you. Dude, dude, what the fuck? Yes. And then Tim Horner is going to take on Snake Watson. Sting joins JR on commentary, and he asks JR again to see the original Black Scorpion video so that Sting can try to figure out who the Scorpion is. Sting continues to be now, baffled. Hold by on. Him. Snake Watson there looks like a guy who's going to go over to Wendell Cooley's shop looking for a 87 uh, uh, a carburetor for an 87 <laughs> Chevy Caprice. But then he's also going to buy a sack of weed off. I had it in my mind when you said looking for an 86 carburetor. That was the exact thing I was thinking about. Uh, you know my note from this, Doc? What? Wrong guy won. Horner is going to win this match with that god-awful Smoky Mountain slow bridge where the ref yeah. is on the two count before Tim hits the bridge. Watch it. Tim takes so long to go back. Look, one, one two. He's two, already counting. Three. He hit yeah. three before. He was on two before he bridged. What's that called? The fucking brother's fax machine? Wow. There it goes. See? Scan it. He was on two before Horner even went back because he was taking so long. One, 
two. Here comes the third. Terrible. His opponent's shoulders are down, so he's got to count. I guess, but it looks stupid. Why lightning? Why lightning? <laughs> After, oh God, here's the replay. Doc, remember the first episode of Smoky Mountain? You were like, Tim Horner pins him with the right slow there. bridge. An extended bridge. Yeah. <laughs> we get a replay of the very first Black Scorpion promo here because Sting requested it. So, of course, we got to replay it again. And then, after that, we get an, we get Sting again, because we haven't had enough Sting in this episode, cutting a promo saying, I tried, I tried, I really tried, but I can't figure out who the Black Scorpion is. I just don't know, Rossi. By the way, have we talked about that, Doc, when he calls Jim Ross Rossi? No, but that's the least of our problems. He cannot gotta, sell. The, he cannot sell. He has no depth of character to sell the fact that this is bothering him. Now, well, to this be is fair, so stupid. It's so stupid, but he's not experienced enough to deal with it. I had to say the Rossi thing because Ryan and Auburn, longtime Hall of Fame patron, mentioned it to me on Twitter. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, he sure does call J.R. Rossi a lot. And it's just odd. Anyway, um, Sting's not a good actor. I don't know how else to say it. Not that I want wrestlers to be actors. I just want to believe it. And at this point in his career, I didn't believe it. That's that. Uh, we get a bunch of uh, dumb commercials before we then get Missy Hyatt uh, performing for Hopper as she plugs the main event. Let's, let's, uh, let me, give me a second. I'm going to get us to Missy. Uh, uh, Nightbreed, remember that movie? Uh, it was no. dumb. Yes, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Creed. Uh, some more Alka Seltzer. Uh, NFL preview. Where the hell is it at? Man, this takes forever to get to. There she is, Hopper. Mm-hmm. Come here, she's girl. put on weight. Yes, she has. Thing? But I try to look past it. No, you ain't no trying. No, 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 no. The weight she's put on is in all the right places. Stop it. Mm. We like the thick girl, so don't worry about it. Got that right. Why we go to the Dan next match. Spivey, what, when did Dan Spivey become Steven Tyler? When yeah. did he become Macho Man with all the freaking frizz and tassels on his pants and wrists? Dude and... looks like a lady. Looks like he's in Dawkins. Yeah. What's he wearing? Why's he got all that shit on him? It's Good Aerosmith, dude. Is that what's causing him to look like that? I think so. Loving an elevator, dude. Mr. Tyler going down. Going down. (laughs) What's the song, the music video they they filmed in New Orleans? Remember that one? Yeah, that was the one from uh, the the one with his daughter in it. When they're in a strip club and shit. Crazy? Yeah, it was filmed in a quarter. Yep. Those from the, New Orleans, the, I remember that. The, the, the uh, strip club scene? Yeah. Yeah. I know at the end, he's like, yeah. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, hey, Spivey, if you if you are, didn't know, Sweet Emotion is still one of the best rock songs that's ever been written. Well, I like not, uh, Toys in the Attic. It's that's my a great album. song. If you go back and you listen to the bass line while Joe Perry's ripping the guitar, 
That's good stuff. I think even Robert Silva would appreciate that. Dan Spivey is taking on Rick Ford here. Spivey, as we said, has a new flashy look with the stuff flinging off of his pants and whatever. JR even says he's got a new attitude and says Spivey is here for championships, but I wouldn't hold your breath on that. That's just my opinion. Uh, Not much of a reaction from the crowd for Spivey. The crowd is really silent. No reaction whatsoever. He hits the power bomb and gets the win. And um, literally, you look at the fans, no one is reacting. No one gives a shit. So here's the thing. Let's pay Dan Spivey some money when we already have the Iron Sheik on a contract and he can at least pop the crowd for TV. Where am I wrong? No, you're not. Yeah. It's it's, like, hey, it's it's like a dollar store version of Sid. But But instead of being Sid, he's trying to be Hulk Hogan. (laughs) <laughs> well, I want to play this promo of Spivey here. Because and right there, he kind of looks like 90s Steve Austin. Here's Dan Spivey talking to JR. Bug eyed freak. This is the closing promo of the episode. Right on the NWA main event here on TBS, it'll be Fly in Brian and Dangerous Dan Spivey, the final leg for Pillman and the running of the gauntlet. $15,000. This man stands between that and Flying Brian on that big check. $15,000. Flying Brian, you got no chance at all. I've collected $15,000. It's not going through me, brother. You'd rather go down the road and slap your mama than get in the ring with Dangerous Dan Spivey. Six foot eight, 303 pounds of twisted steel and just plain duck on me. I love beating up people, what? especially people who went to Cincinnati. Play for the Bengals, big deal. I played in the University of Georgia, the New York Jets. I've been around the world. I beat up people where I go, when I want to, and any way I want to. But Flying Brian, those comments from Dangerous Dan Spivey. Now, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday night on TBS, it's the final leg for Flying Brian. Dan Spivey stands between Flying Brian and collecting $15,000. Plus, the Midnight Express will be on the program. A very special danger zone with Paul E. Dangerously. Plus, we'll talk about Stan Hansen's quest to be the next United States Heavyweight Champion against Lex Luger. Plus, we'll take another look at the situation involving Sting and Sid Vicious and Sting and the Black Scorpion. A lot of people are coming after the world's heavyweight champion. We'll report on that this Sunday night at 6.05. So until then, for all of our great fans here in Gainesville, Georgia, we'll see you this Sunday night at 6.05 on the... So if you're wondering, Pillman ended up losing to Spivey on the main event on the very next day. Spivey pinned Pillman, and with Spivey winning, Horner, Budro, and Spivey each took home $5,000 because Spivey won. You know what pisses me off about this is, why the hell does Spivey get to come in and pin Pillman? I don't give a shit if it was some gauntlet match. Go ahead, Doc. My question is did Boudreaux pull Horner's check out of his shorts to give it to him? I thought you were going to say, did he stuff the check in Horner's mouth and made him gag on it like he did in Smokey? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, is after he pulled it out of his tights. Possibly. Real quick, become a patron. TinyYearAll.com slash BTT. You get extra content, the pay-per-views, the clashes, the... World class shows, ECW shows, the NWA power the JV shows, bullshit. all the JV goon squad. That is correct. 
Uh, plus, you know, there's sometimes some extra stuff there on there. We'll drop some stuff early that we do on the main feed that is on the free feed, but sometimes it goes up early. Plus, you get all the video versions of these. Again, at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And then make sure when you are shopping on Amazon, you use the Amazon Associates link for BTT. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon, a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping there, the show gets some support in return from Amazon. Use that link, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. Tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. Put the link in the browser for these broads. You know how they are. And while I'm thinking about it as well, before we rate it and Rolex it, make sure you contact Harper for your very own video shout out or life advice, relationship advice, or you want Harper to cut a promo on someone, first thing you got to do is email him to chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. That's chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. All right, Doc, rate it, Rolex it. What are you going to rate this thing first? 47 minutes. Of shit. A plus. <laughs> it wasn't shit. They kept the matches fast. It's only 47 minutes. That's why. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B. Wow. Yeah, I give it a B too. I give it Harper? a C. See? Yeah, this is just these, these little bullshit 30 minute promos with the fucking green screen is killing me. All right. I could see having like one or two like that, but bruh, it, Jim it's so much. It's so much better when they're in front of a live crowd, mm-hmm. and they go for like a minute or two. Jim Heard, and there's someone, uh, you know, you know, it's Jim Ross it. or fucking Bob Cottle sitting there holding the microphone. You know, f- fuck that shit. Jim Heard. All right, Doc, who you give me your Rolex to? There's only one candidate or a group of people, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm giving it to Rick and Orn. Yeah, same. Hopper? I'll give mine to Joe Montana for that car battery commercial. Hey, man, that works for me, too. Uh, that was great. Wait till man. we really give out was. Rolexes next week. That's all I'm oh, going to say. Oh, God. Like for real, next week's gonna be something else. Matt, I, I'm already, I'm already ready. Let's let's yeah. do it now. No, that's okay. All right, hey, before we get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, please support them, and check them out. OVP or our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. And then check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV. They do the ECW show on our Patreon feed, and they also do a free show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin, so make sure you check them out as well. Uh, again, that's the Bottom Line cast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Doc, I'm going to throw to you, man. Anything else before we uh, hit the go-home queue and ride off into the sunset? We've done it again. Which is? Not only have we booked the territory, but we set that shit on fire too. Yeah, we did, bitch. Seriously, this ain't hyperbole for next week. We are. What happens next week 
is worse than now nah, you see how I feel when somebody try to buy you. And it, and here's the thing. It's also worse without hyperbole. It ain't close that it's worse. Oh. Pretty damn bad. Hey. You try putting on your working boots and stepping in here and making 1990 seem great. This could be the best work of our career, this run we're on. Ain't no could be. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is just Look at that face are... he's making right there. I mean, is he having a is he having some bells right there? Oh come on. Wow. Seriously? I gotta stop sharing before you keep going. <laughs> he drank so much gin with Jim Hurd, he permanently made cool. his face go crazy. You know, on that timeline, WCW, Cornette said, you know, JR liked Hurd because, you know, he was good to talk to and he was in the office with him and he would drink with him. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jed. Boy. He drank himself crooked. That's what he did. He sure did. All right. Uh, Doc, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I, I think I'm straight. Appreciate it. Hopper, hit the tagline. Let's roll, bud. Fuck it, bitch.